how mature is the program? How are we measuring the program's maturity? And therefore understanding the residual risk to their organization. And again, tracking that in their regular board meetings. They also need to be aware themselves, both externally as well as relying on the executives within the company to keep them aware of emerging threats. That's really the changing landscape of risk from a cybersecurity standpoint for that particular organization. That is going to evolve with the threat landscape. It's also going to evolve with the state of technology like we're seeing with AI today. It's going to evolve with the nature of that business and what they might be doing within their industry and within their company with regard to technology initiatives. Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today I have Paul Valenti. Paul, first of all, welcome. And thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you, Tom. I'm delighted to be here. Paul, could you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Gladly. So Paul Valente, CEO and co-founder of Visa Trust. Prior to founding Visa Trust in 2020, I'm a longtime technologist and security professional. I got into security and technology really at a young age. I was asked to computerize my home family's business and went from there to getting some work, working on networks and whatnot and for city government, spend some time teaching technology at the college level. And then since the early 2000s, I've been in the private sector working for technology and financial services and typically highly regulated industries. And I've been the chief information security officer at several companies. So I was the CISO at Restoration Hardware, the furniture retailer you may have heard of, also Lending Club in the financial services space and ASAP in the AI space before founding Viso Trust to solve what we call third-party cyber risk management. Well. Could you expand a little bit on why you founded uh, VSO Trust? Did you see a market need? Were you frustrated when you were a CISO, not being able to get everything you wanted in a tool and just said, back with it, I'll build it or something else? As I'm sure you know, Tom, and many of your listeners are experiencing, companies are approaching 100% of their technology footprint being owned by third parties. And while third-party breach has emerged as the single largest cause of breach, Third-party risk management processes just haven't kept up. They're still labor-intensive, slow, and ineffective at controlling risk. So, you know, having that experience at several companies, really trying every tool on the market, whether it was GRC tools, security ratings, or risk exchanges, really being left with poor and inaccurate results, low vendor adoption, so huge holes in visibility, and then really too much work for my team, you know, tons of busy work, sending questionnaires, trying to, you know, reading documents and analyzing spreadsheets. And we just kind of decided that we had to create a solution that would work. And that's why we built Viso Trust. So it's more than simply cyber risk increasing and the the need for greater risk management. It is that your third parties have more of a presence within your organization. And so that has enhanced risk, hence a greater risk management strategy was required. Absolutely. You know, today companies have more sensitive data outside of their companies or on other companies' infrastructure than they do internally. There's companies today that have nothing internally that are 100% cloud native. What that means typically is that there's many copies of, of their data, essentially with various other companies, perhaps all over the world, 
oftentimes at least all over the country here in the US. And that just increases what we call attack service in cybersecurity speak, if you will, which which just means more risk. You're absolutely right, Tom. So I'm always intrigued by the board's role in this. And you having been a CISO, hopefully have had experience with the board, but now as an outsider coming into a corporation to help them manage this third-party risk, are you having opportunities to really counsel boards in boards fulfilling their role in cybersecurity risk management? Absolutely, Tom. I think we've seen over the past five years, the requirement, both from a regulatory standpoint and really from a best practices standpoint, for boards to be much more aware of cybersecurity than they were in the past. You know, when I was a CISO in the early days of my CISO tenure, folks were just starting to kind of start talking about cybersecurity you know, at large with the board. And it was still at that point, typically being filtered by a CTO or a CIO, which most CISOs still report to a, a CTO or CIO, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't necessarily give the board quite as much access to the realities of cybersecurity, which is an enormous challenge today. You know, as you've heard, it's really a cliche now, but for everybody it's when rather than if, and it's about being prepared. Now for boards today, it's even more complicated. It's not just, are we building security internally? It's this whole concept of how are we securing the entire ecosystems that we're doing business with? Because while we've shared some of the responsibility or at least some of the work of handling sensitive data, for instance, or operations or access, our responsibility to our customers remains the same. A particular board, a particular company is responsible directly to its customers, even if they are offloading some of the work to third parties. There's also a huge importance for boards to be aware of the, both the opportunities and challenges with AI today. And so yet another really big reason for boards to lean in on security. You mentioned regulatory and business best practices. There's actually also a legal requirement. So the Delaware courts have enacted a duty of boards called a duty of oversight. And our duty of oversight is different than actually management as senior executives would do. And so how would you counsel boards to exercise their duty of oversight? Once again, recognizing they're not supposed to get into the weeds in management. Maybe what questions should they ask? What should they be inquiring from their CTO, their chief compliance officer, or other persons in this field? Yeah, that's a great question. I think they need to be asking essentially what the risks are for their organization from a cybersecurity standpoint. And they need to ask for those to be regularly reported on, regularly updated, and regularly tracked. They also need to be asking what their company's programs are, who's responsible, how mature is the program, how are we measuring the program's maturity, and therefore understanding the residual risk to their organization. And again, tracking that in their regular board meetings. They also need to be aware of themselves, both externally as well as relying on the executives within the company to keep them aware of emerging threats. That's really the changing landscape of risk from a cybersecurity standpoint for that particular organization. That is going to evolve with the threat landscape. It's also going to evolve with the state of technology like we're seeing with AI today. It's going to evolve with the nature of that business and what they might be doing within their industry and within their company with regard to technology initiatives. So they essentially need to 
keep their finger on the pulse and make sure that they're holding the executive management team accountable and that they're advocating for the correct funding, which is needed for cybersecurity as well. Let me pick up on a point you alluded to a little bit earlier, which was a need for a technological or an automated solution and maybe transition to what you've been able to put together at Viso Trust, because why do you see automation as a key component or perhaps the key component in a third-party risk management solution for cybersecurity? So what we see commonly with companies trying to adequately manage the risk that their third parties pose to their organization is a challenge with keeping up with the number of third parties and the speed that their stakeholders need to onboard them. That creates kind of a core scalability issue. Now, over the past 20 years, the standard approach to assessing the security of third parties has been questionnaires. Essentially, learning that part of your organization is perhaps using a third party or thinking about using a third party, a company typically takes a compliance questionnaire or a cybersecurity questionnaire, perhaps a standardized one, perhaps one that they create, and they send it to the third party. Sounds simple, right? They get back, they analyze it, and they make a determination. Well, in reality, it's actually very complicated. It's slow, it's labor-intensive. In fact, more than 50% of companies won't respond to them at this point because they're too much work for the vendor. And oftentimes, the vendor doesn't even know whether they're going to get the business or not at that stage, and they're, they're not highly incentivized to spend a lot of time which, with costly resources internally. Now, oftentimes they have to do it to also compete for deals. And so what that means is that they offload the activity to less qualified individuals, perhaps salespeople, certainly not their expert security resources. And those folks are highly incentivized to get the deal. So you can't rely on the accuracy of questionnaires either. There's two kind of core issues, and these issues extend to other approaches as well. The other significant approach is open source intelligence, which hasn't really borne fruit in terms of understanding risk or overall security posture and maturity either. So the two core issues are scalability. Can we practically assess the third parties and they can they practically respond to us in the time frame that we need to, to really make a difference with regard to risk? If you're too late, your company's already shared the data, they're already doing business, right? The ship has left its port, if you will. And then can we get quality information? So can we get information that's reliable enough to actually make a valuable risk decision? So both of these answers have been no in the current state. We can't scale and we can't get quality information. And so there's a real lack of ROI from a risk standpoint in companies today where you often see folks doing the due diligence after the contract is signed or just before it's signed where it's a foregone conclusion, essentially collecting these things and filing them away. Our approach, you really correctly alluded to to automation and for us, machine learning. We essentially take a completely different approach where we leverage machine learning and a team of highly qualified third-party risk experts to automate this process at scale using artifacts of the security program that already exists, which removes all the friction for vendors and essentially makes the process scale while getting the most accurate data possible. How do you remove that friction for vendors? Yeah, so in a five-minute web-based session, third parties are prompted to upload relevant artifacts of their security program that already exist, and our supervised AI that we call Document Intelligence does the rest. Document Intelligence is patented first-to-market technology 
that allows us to leverage over 25 security frameworks and uh, a combination of document heuristics and natural language processing to analyze any written material, extract all relevant control language and produce a risk assessment that is comprehensive and tells customers everything they need to know to make qualified risk decisions about their third, fourth, and nth party relationships. So it's really about removing friction for the vendors. It takes vendors about five minutes to respond to our requests, and they only need to provide information that they already have. The compliance world has a series of requirements around any sort of process. One of those requirements is auditability. I can use that word. So if a regulator comes knocking, how can you demonstrate the steps you have taken in your own risk management or due diligence process. How is the Viso Trust solution auditable? That's a great question. You know, a lot of our customers like Commonwealth Financial Network and IVP and lots of other customers are highly regulated and they need to be able to provide information to their auditors. And there's a few different ways that we allow them to do that. The first thing is that our dashboards essentially allow you to list all of your third-party relationships in one single place and easily report on the status of assessments as well as report on inherent risk. So you can easily demonstrate to your third parties for all those that have an inherent risk above a certain threshold, we are doing a complete assessment and here's the dates and times you know that they were completed. So it's easy to demonstrate your population to your auditors. The next thing is, well, what are you doing for that assessment? How are you determining that residual risk, making recommendations to your business owners and stakeholders? And for that, you can easily click into any relationship and we have a full risk analysis that details all of the controls that were examined and provides a status with regard to whether those controls are present. It also provides what we call an assurance level associated with each of those controls, which has to do with whether those controls have been audited by qualified third parties. And if you drill into those deeper, the system is fully transparent. It'll give you a readout of all extracted language from the artifacts that were used to attest and justify the controls and provide all the information with regard to tracking that back to standards, as well as if need be, taking you right to the spot in the artifact that the third party provided where that information was found. So it's highly transparent and easily auditable. I'm going to say one of the themes in this podcast is that risk is dynamic. It's not static. Risk changes. We've talked about some of the changes already. And in the risk management process for third parties, there's going to be a contract signed, hopefully. But your risk doesn't go away. Your risk continues. So does the Viso Trust solution help companies manage risk after the contract is signed. Absolutely. That contract signing and the assessment that you did at the beginning, that's just the start. It's really important and in fact required by many regulations to monitor your third parties. And so our platform allows you to continuously monitor third parties and do continuous automated due diligence across any number of third parties, really with any number of staff. It's fully automated. So When you tell the platform that you're actively doing business with a third party, you essentially click an onboarded button and you're prompted with options to configure what we call lifecycle management. Lifecycle management allows you to state how frequently you want to recertify the relationship. You can do anywhere from every three months to every three years, everywhere in between. And also there's a number of other ways that we monitor automatically. So in addition to the recertification that I described, 
We also monitor the artifacts that have been provided. The platform has a concept of third-party audited insurance. So any SOC reports or ISO reports or PCI reports and you know a myriad of others, pen tests, these are going to be monitored for timeliness. As those are nearing the end of their useful life, the system is going to automatically interact with the third parties, prompt them for updated artifacts, and proactively update you on any critical changes in risk. There's another really exciting feature that came out recently called public risk notice, where we monitor public sources for breach notices, as well as high profile security incidents. We proactively notify our customers of any other population that's been impacted, as well as for some incidents, uh, essentially whole swaths of their ecosystem that may have been impacted and the party relationships, we call them may have been impacted by a security incident. We do that proactively throughout the relationship that we have with our customer for their entire vendor population. One of the concerns typically within an organization is the siloed nature of data. And the information that you've been able to put together in your solution around risk management and cybersecurity, is that siloed in the technology office, CTO? Is it with compliance? Is it with supply chain procurement? Or is there visibility across multiple silos within an organization. Often we find that this information is highly siloed if it has been centralized. So this area is typically very immature in companies, right? Sometimes companies don't even have a grasp of their entire third-party population or their population that they're sharing sensitive data with. And that information is strewn across perhaps contract management and financial systems and procurement systems. And so one of the things that we help them with is centralizing that information, giving them a dashboard where they can have a complete understanding of their overall risk from third parties and allowing them to make that data available in a concise way across the organization if necessary through easy reporting and easy access and easy export and client API and webhooks and other integration opportunities. So for us, that was a great question, Tom. It's really kind of two sides of the issue. One, collecting all the relevant information and synthesizing insights out of it, which is what we do with our Risk Insights dashboard, for instance, and then providing that access, both from a data layer standpoint, as well as from a UI standpoint to anybody in the organization who may need it. You know, for us, one of the key benefits that folks get from our platform that our customers get, like for instance, the folks at Instacart talk about this a lot, is the ROI, the ability to actually move the needle on risk given the use of our platform. And one of the ways we do that is at the touch of a button, you can report on things like not only who are my most extreme vendors and when are they coming up for renewal, but where in my organization are we bringing on the most risk? Which business units, for instance, have the most concentration of high-risk vendors? And therefore, they can produce bespoke reports for those departments. They can show up at, you know, the department heads direct meeting. They can work on raising awareness and they can actually move the needle on risk. So Paul, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, I wanted to ask you, our listeners wanted any more information on yourself, on Visa Trust, or really the topics we've touched on today, what would be the best place or places for them to go? The best place to go is to www.visotrust.com. That's a great place to get in contact with us, to schedule a demo, whatever you might need. Also, visit my LinkedIn profile, Paul Valente. We've got lots of great resources there. I'm continually posting thought leadership and exciting articles and posts with regard to third-party risk management, the growing threat landscape. And we'd love to interact with you. 
Paul, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to continuing this conversation. Well, thank you, Tom, for having me. It's been great. Thanks to all the listeners out there who spent their time listening to us today. If you want to stay up to date on the latest innovations in compliance and help your business run more efficiently, subscribe to this podcast and help spread the word by leaving a review.